Episode 15, The War from a Perspective of a Teen. Welcome to the Thriving on Purpose podcast, where you'll learn how to take steps to create a life that you love and enjoy. This podcast will cover mindset coaching and practical tips and tools, sprinkled with intergenerational wisdom and inspiration, and some Torah too. Here's your host, Nechama Weiser, Certified Health and Life Coach. Shalom and welcome to this week's episode. This week uh, is going to be another episode about the war that's going on in Israel. And coaching is obviously about physical and emotional health. But one of the things that I see with a lot of my clients is that they actually use the tools that they get in our sessions and they're able to use them, implement them, apply them to those around them, to their families, to their friends, um, and to the people in their circles. So essentially, the coaches become mini coaches themselves. So whether you're a teenage girl or you're a mother of a teenage girl, um, I wanted to share some thoughts here together with my daughter, Orly, uh, to understand a little bit more about what she's going through. Um, and if you're a mom, how you might be able to help your teen daughters um, or even teen sons as they go through this really challenging period. So Orly, thank you for joining. Of course, I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> um, so why don't you start off by just explaining a little bit about who you are, how old you are, um, and then we can kind of get into the questions. Um, hi everybody, my name is Orly Weiser. I'm 16 years old. I was born here in Israel. Um, I go to school at Nevechana. Um, I like photography, volunteering in MADA on ambulances, um, and just being with my friends, kind of a typical teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> so since you heard about the horrific events of October 7th, I just wanted to ask you like how you've been coping. Um, honestly, it's been pretty challenging. I think everybody kind of uh, is like coping differently. Everybody has their own ways of coping. So yeah, it's been difficult. But um, but honestly, I have a really, really kind of, I have an environment that helps me a lot. Uh, so that's definitely helpful because I feel like I'm surrounded by people who who can help me. Yeah, so this isn't really your first tragedy this year, right, Orly? You've been <laughs> no. through a lot. Do you want to share a little bit about what this year has been like for you? Um, so six months ago, my one of my good friends, Rena D, was murdered in a terror attack. Um, so that was kind of like a little difficult, and this kind of brings brings those feelings back. Um, so yeah, that wasn't... It's not, it hasn't been the easiest year. Yeah, you've been through a lot and you're 16 and this is the second tragedy in a very short period of time. Yeah. So so what have you been doing to protect your emotional well-being so that you can function and get through your day and, and just be a teenager? Um, I think that what's been helping me a lot this, um, this time has been kind of volunteering and just helping around and feel like, like I'm actually doing something in a time where you don't really feel like you, you have anything to do. 
um, and also kind of just being with friends and and also just taking care of myself. Yeah, and I think in a frat at least the teens here have been doing so so much. They're at an age where they can do more responsible, um, more responsible volunteer positions. Uh, yes. And I think that they're part of the workforce. There are teens who are cleaning the medical clinics, right? They're mm-hmm. watching kids. They're cleaning schools, um, volunteering on ambulances, and right? Yeah. What other things are some of your friends doing? Um, there are a lot, a lot of opportunities and a lot of groups where they send all kinds of different opportunities that you can help out. Um, it's kind of really like really cool and, and it just makes me happy to see all of those, all like all of <laughs> the whole community and the whole yeah, coming country together. coming together. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's very it's impressive. Happy, yeah. yeah. It's very heartwarming <laughs> to see. It's just, uh, it's really incredible what the youth is doing and how they're just stepping in to fill in all of the holes that there are. Um, given that we don't have our usual workers here to do some of those some of those jobs. Mm-hmm. So as parents, we're kind of doing our best to be there for all of our kids, uh, creating a safe space for you guys to ask questions and raise concerns. What do you feel has been the most helpful to you in this regard? Um, I think one of the most important things in these in this time is um, kind of just balance and also balancing like not like coming and trying you know forcing forcing us to kind of share and at the same time like also kind of like wanting expressing interest in hearing um, how we're doing and just kind of like a periodical check-in um, kind of just letting us know that we have a safe space and that we can share things So I feel like that's been helpful. Yeah. So to create that safe space for you to share when you want, but also give you the space to not share or share with friends or... Kind of like a balance, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Speaking about that balance of family and friends, how have your friends been a support for you during this challenging time? Because again, this isn't your first challenging event, right? Mm -hmm. This is the second tragedy to happen in a pretty short period of time. And I know that your friends have really been an incredible support for you. So how have they been a support this time? Um, I feel like everybody's been having a hard time and everybody copes differently. So I think just it helps everybody when we're all together. And sometimes we have those deep conversations and sometimes we just go out for ice cream or go eat out at a restaurant, which kind of can feel weird, but but also I think it's a very important part um, in the coping. Yeah, like in the coping mechanism. <laughs> yeah, like in to the have, process. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it's just helping out everybody. And even though everybody copes differently, I think it's just... It's just helpful that everybody's together. Yeah. And how are you balancing that, like creating a normal or some sense of normal during wartime, but also acknowledging the pain and everything that's going on and the sad news? Like how, how are you able to balance those two things? Um, honestly, I'm not really, I'm not really sure. And I'm not sure that I'm doing a good job at it. I think I'm still 
like it's only been around two weeks, so I'm still trying to figure it out a little. Yeah. Um, but but I think it is very important. I'm trying to force myself to not think about it all day, and at the same at the same time still. Um, like give it the space. Give it space. That it deserves. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I don't think I've gotten it right yet. Like exactly the right balance, but I don't think anybody has. So. Yeah, I think even as even the adults, yeah. I think are still working on that balance. It's challenging. Yeah. Okay. So what some of our listeners may not know is that you are talented musically. So where does music come into the picture, especially now? Um, so in the past few weeks, I feel like music has been a pretty big part of my coping process because, um, in my eyes, music can express feelings when words can't exactly do it. Um, so yeah, it's been helpful and I've been coming up with some songs and just some things that, that, that help you process. Yeah. Yeah. Everything that you're going through. Yeah. And some of Orly's songs are really, really beautiful. So uh, we'll see. Maybe we'll add a link to to one or two. Uh, I don't know about that. (laughs) Okay. So I think what came up before is that we're all really trying to take action since this war started. Um, So you spoke a little bit about some of the volunteering that you did. Um, But what volunteering opportunities have you been involved in and what have they been like for you? Um, So one of the things I've been doing is helping out as part of my um, volunteering in Mata. um, I've been helping out in the blood drives that are taking place in Jerusalem. And if you'd like to donate, we will... Um, yeah, we'll, we'll add the link, link below, um, which feels very good to also be there and see all the people come and donate blood. And it's like thousands a day. And it's really it just it's amazing to just see it with my own eyes um, because it's very, very um, helpful. And also I've been playing with um, kids that have been evacuated from their homes, which are close to the border um, of Gaza. And it's just been really, like, just to see the kids that are, like, at such a young age and have already gone through so much. And just me going and, like, playing with them, like, it's, I can't, I don't even, like, understand how much it helps them. Um, And the parents talk to me and tell them, and tell me how, how helpful it is, but I don't really... Like, I'm sure it's a lot more helpful than, than I can even understand. Um, so that's been, again, it's just like in a time where you really feel like you there's nothing to do to help the situation. It's just the little things that really make a huge difference. And it feels not like you're in control, but it just feels like there are some things that you can do to really, really help, which, which yeah. feels good. Yeah, and you are in, in control. You are in control of that. Like yes. you are able to help. So, what some of you may not know is that Orly generally volunteers for Mada on the ambulances as part of the ambulance staff. During the war, they don't allow the youth to do that because of the risk. Because if there's a siren, they need to run into a safe room, and they obviously can't do that on the ambulance. So there are a few opportunities where they allow the youth to volunteer. One of them is the blood drive. Um, And in terms of volunteering with youth from communities that have been evacuated, they essentially are 
living in other people's homes. If they have relatives, they're living by them. Otherwise, they're living in hotels and other um, other vacant apartments, but the kids don't have school. So some of them are able to integrate into the local schools, but a lot of them are just home and doing nothing. So when someone comes and volunteers, they're essentially giving them some kind of sense of normal, some kind of entertainment. Um, and these kids in particular were just so traumatized by what they had heard and been through. Um, so it was particularly meaningful to just have some sense of normal. Um, and I'm, I'm really proud of Orly for stepping up there. Um, some of our other children were involved in that as well, which is really, really special. So Orly, what do you think parents should know about their teens as they grow through this ordeal? Because teens don't talk all that much, at least some don't. Um, so this is your opportunity to kind of share um, what is important for parents to know that they may not know already. Uh, so I think just like even not connected to this situation, we all know that teens are very kind of like... <laughs> you can say it in Hebrew. Kind of. I'll translate. Like, they're Okay, um, so their emotions are extreme. At, like at one point, they right. can be really happy. At one point, they can be very sad. But I think that in this situation, everything is more... More, right, it's heightened. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. So just every day will probably look very, very different in terms of how we in terms of how we cope. So one day we would we could want to really like go and do things and help out. One day we could just stay. We would just want to stay in bed all day, and it's just kind of very, very. Right. It changes. <laughs> it changes it's a lot. Different. So I think parents should take that into consideration and realize that if yesterday I like was talking to them and sharing maybe today is not like that day for me and a lot can change in a matter of like seconds, minutes, um, everything kind of changes all right. the time. So what you're basically saying is that on a regular basis, teens are up and down and especially now. Yeah, now it's more extreme. It's more extreme. Okay. Good to know. <laughs> I'm also curious, what are some figures that you've kind of looked up to during this really challenging time? Um, I think, first of all, my parents um, and also my teacher, which has been, uh, she has been very, very helpful um, in the past few weeks, days. Um, and I think it's just kind of I don't know. It's weird. It's weird to say that because in the end, we're all we're all going through not the same thing, um, but we're all going through the same situation. So, like, it's. <laughs> so how? Why do you look up to your teacher? Like, why does she? Um, why is she a character that you look up to? Like, what support has she provided to you? How has she been dealing with this situation that you feel is inspiring? She's been very, very helpful. Um, she, her husband um, was called up to the army and she has like four little kids at home. Um, and she's still like with all that, she's been very zmina. Um, yeah, available, like, available to you. Available on WhatsApp and calls. And we had like a one and a half hour call and she just like pays attention. Like I've been talking to friends. She like really pays attention to each student and and kind of makes us feel like we're 
very, very important and like we're her only student, um, which is like crazy to think about like what's going on in her home and how she still like cares so much for us when when she has so much she going has so on. much going on. Yeah. yeah. So so yeah, I definitely look up to her. She's been very supportive. And my parents, of course. <laughs> you don't have to go into detail about that. Um, okay, and just to end, what advice do you have for teens that may be struggling with the situation? And again, it's so different for each person, but maybe what you've done or some of the things that you've incorporated in your life could be helpful to someone else. So something that we brought up at some point um, is kind of that balance between like being involved in this whole thing and also doing like taking care of yourself which is something that I feel like at the beginning and still but just at the beginning I felt it a little more that it was like a struggle for me because I I felt bad like going and being with my friends and things like that but if there's any other teen um listening to this so I just want you to know that really it's like the most natural thing and it's also not exactly the best thing for you to just drown in the sadness and just think about it all the time. Um, I think it's really, really important to do and go other stuff and go out for ice cream with your friends or just like this doesn't have to be, even though it is naturally a very, it has become a huge part of our life, I think it's very, very important to still um, just self-care and just being there for yourself as well and reaching out for help um which is also very important and that's it if you have any questions you can contact me thank you so much for coming on the podcast um just so you all know orly feels a lot more comfortable in hebrew but was willing to do this interview in english um and i really appreciate that Sending so much love to the teens out there, to the moms of teens, the dads of teens, wishing us all a peaceful week. We will get through this together, and I will see you next week. Thank you for listening to Thriving on Purpose with Nechama Weiser. If this episode piqued your interest or inspired you, and you're looking for a health and life coach who can help you uplevel your life, then reach out today. Visit NechamaWeiserCoaching.com for details.